This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here. The Leaded WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So welcome back, listeners. So we got three topics we definitely want to talk about, and they're all involving Japanese wrestling in certain aspects on here. Now, our first topic is... Tam Nakano and Natsupoi, also known as Tampoi. Now, if you guys know what took place, as you know, they are the current 25th Goddess of Stardom champions. Now, how did this whole thing came around? Let's think back. Now, we all know what happened on July 9th. Natsupoi betrayed DDM. To join Cosmic Angels. But most specifically. To side with Tam. Now. It appears in the direction. Since Natsupoi actually defected. From DDM. To join Cosmic Angels. The direction was going is. Tam was going to team up with her. One way or the other. Now. We seen her team up with Natsupoi. In trios actions. In the. In the Hakido tour but the third day she teamed up with tam to take on members of stars now it was obvious what really took place but however in uh what was it in mid in mid uh midsummer champions in nagoya that took place i believe on the 26th i believe or 25th fwc hazuki and koguma nominated Natsupoi and Tam as their opponents for the belt championships. Now, why was that happening? Well, if you guys remember, they were gonna they were starting a revolution, which is something that you know, like stirring the whole thing, making noise. That was the whole point. Of course, Azuki beat Natsupoi in the five star Grand Prix, claiming that it was over. But however, it wasn't officially over until we got. Recently, on the 21st, for the uh, Stardom, Time Stardom 2022, also known as Nagoya Midsummer Encounter, we saw Tam and, and Boy actually team up to take on FWC. Man, that match was amazing. I have to say I saw some great moments of that one. I think one of the most mo- memorable moments for me is when you see Boy and Tam down on the ground, like on the mat. And you can tell by the look of their themselves, they were grabbing each other's hands. It's kind of like, how do I describe this? Like they're trying to gain strength and love from each other, knowing they have to do this. They have to win it. Now, those who don't know the story about Tam, she talked about her history when it comes to these titles, the goddesses. And when she first left, was expelled from Oda Tai back in 2018, her initial dream was to team up with Mayu Iwatani. That never came around. So that kind of put her in a bad predicament, even though there was a moment where Mayu teamed up with Kashima, Tam teamed up with Kid, but they lost that match for the Goddesses. And that kind of put her in a bad predicament. Like, she wanted to team up with Tam, with Mayu. 
And then all of a sudden, she met her the best tag partner, which started out as a rival, Arisa uh, Hoshizuki. Uh, she was like her tag partner that she became. They together won Tag League in 2019, but they lost to get the tag titles immediately when that happened. But they were never going to, they were made a promise to each other they were going to grab. Now, Tam kind of gave up on these titles back then. But she never thought in a million years that now teaming with Natsupoi, this is gonna happen. Like right now, it's like reigniting what the chance they never that she never got. But through that moment with with Natsupoi, I think it felt like maybe her team with, with Natsupoi was meant to happen, and I think it tells us a lot. But I did like how Boy always. I mean, Tam looked out, uh, uh, backed up. Uh, Natsupoi, no matter what, when things seems like it was going to go bad, she stepped up to break it up. And I think it showed they're not going to give up that easily, no matter what it takes. But it was uh, Natsupoi that picked up the win with the Tiger Suplex onto Koguma, allowing themselves to win. And I'm sure this is one of the greatest moments. And yes, people, I did cry. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to joke about it. It's true. I love when it comes to Cosmic Angels telling good stories and i think that's what drives me to become a fan you know so if you guys have a problem with that so what kiss my ass now that let that out of the way continuing on now because of this match it draw the attention on two different fronts the first one is their next challengers which is of course mirai and ami sodi now keep in mind Mirai and Ami Sodi have already challenged for these titles twice. The first time was, well, they both were against um, FWC. First time, draw, which, of course, it's frustrating, it sucks, doesn't give no actual results. Second time, they lost. And this was at the, at the Midsummer uh, Champions in Nagoya. And that's how it happened. Now, I want to be fair to all the DDM fans out there. I, I want you guys to be on. I want to be honest with you. When I, I kind of figured in the back of my head, I kind of thought of this. If Tam and Natsupoi was going to win these titles, my initial thought it was going to be someone from DDM. I didn't care if it was Julia or Maisakurai or Himika or Mika to challenge those titles. I was thinking in that direction. Hear me out why. Think about all of that. What better way to challenge those titles against your former your enemy and then later your former friend now turned enemy? I thought of that because think about it. Right now, DDM, they're not being strong enough that they were once were. And I think that tells us. I would have assumed they were gonna use this match as a way to gain back the momentum that they lost because of Natsupoi. And that was what I thought, but nope, it kind of backfired on me, and I kicked myself in the nuts for that, for believing. Yes, folks, I did that myself, so so you can laugh about it all you want. But I'm still right. Now, the biggest news that also took place was none other than Taichi from New Japan, also a member of Suzuki Goon. Now, if you guys know this or not, Taichi and Nuts and Tam Nakano are good friends. Uh, they met while Tam was still with Stars. 
they interacted in certain occasions when it comes to um, anything involving uh, Bushy Road stuff. And that kind of fits in. Uh, of course, uh, Tai Chi was there to give the bouquet to both uh, the champions and challengers. But Tai Chi stayed around and he, he said that he loved what he saw, that the emotional energy that they put in, in this match. Like, he was impressed. So he made the decision to put his name on the map for the historic joint event that's taking place on the 20th. He said he wants to team up with Tam and Natsupoi. And none of us expected it. But I have to say it was a great moment. I have to say this is going to be interesting. Now, I will talk about this a little bit in, a, li a little later. But right now, let's move on to the next subject that I feel we need to talk about. Now, um, hold on a minute. Let me take a water break here. I love it cold. Anyway, moving on. IWGP Women's Championship. Now, why is this important now? As you know, in Japan, majority of the promotions are separated. Like, you got men's promotions, you got uh, women's promotions. But there are certain promotions like, uh, let's say, Just Tap Out, Got to Move, um... I'm trying to think of any other that only has like only co like coeds. Oh yeah, but basically that's how it is. But the one thing that kind of made it more interesting what wasn't that is the fact is um, New Japan was impressed by what Stardom had has become. You see, Stardom were originally as a independent promotion when they first started, but they were the number one independent promotion in Japan. And it makes perfect sense. But until the promotion was bought by Bushi Road, they've been killing it for the last couple of years. You know, uh, being in much bigger venues, uh, having be uh, better success. I think that tells us that Stardom is now entering that phase where New Japan is also in that too. So they were impressed by what they can do. Now, in one of their business strategies that New Japan started out was to develop a women's championship and it's gonna happen it was already been presented uh to be honest with you i saw the belt it looked kind of like some of one of the older belts it looked kind of messed up to me like i didn't like the design but someone commented on this something that i happen to agree with fuck the design this is about a lineage a legacy that will be built in in this history you know what i mean that's what matters who's going to be carrying this prestigious belt into the future that's what matters and i think it doesn't matter about the design i'm sure they're going to take care of that some point in the future you know no doubt about it but i i, I say yes there's a lot of weight in this thing taking place now how is this belt will be managed well this is what i'm understanding the IWGP Executive Committee will be in charge of it. They'll be managing the entire the complexity of this title. So this title will be defended in New Japan, domestic New Japan and Stardom events, but also overseas events by New Japan as well, and possibly all over the world. That's what the idea is. Now, how is this going to happen? Well, they announced there's going to be a tournament, a two-bracket type. Bracket 1 is going to feature four wrestlers from a Stardom, 
bracket two will feature three wrestlers internationally. Now, it's going to start out on the on day t night two of New Japan's Royal Quest. Uh, there's going to be a match there. One particular person will receive a bye in that match. And then from then on, that match will proceed all the way to October uh, 23rd. Now, for the stardom bracket, it will begin on in on the 22nd in some other place of October. And then proceed to the semifinals all the way to the 23rd, the next day. And then we will have a crowning champion that we take place on the 20th. Now, who will be participating in this particular event? Well, that's going to be a little interesting. Now, for the stardom bracket, it's a no-brainer. It's going to be Mayu Iwatani because here's what happens. When this whole thing with New Japan and stardom started talking, they, uh, they, someone talked to Mayu and asked her, who would she like to team up with? And her initial thought was, of course, we know Mayu is the ace of stardom. She wants to team up with, with the ace of New Japan, and I'm talking about Hiroshi Tanahashi. That is a good combination, but unfortunately, it's not going to happen. And I'll get to that in a bit. Now, so it appears that Mayu is going to be participating in this tournament because her name has much bigger weight than everyone else. I mean, we've seen her wrestle internationally before in the past. It's no secret. And I think that's why... It means a lot. Uh, it's still unclear exactly who else. Now, if I have to guess who would participate in this tournament, I would say may possibly Julia, possibly Tam. Um, Utami will be one as well. I'm not sure. Uh, Sudi possibly, but no. I don't know. That depends on how this is going to be perceived. But I, I, it's still unclear. And if, as for the international bracket, I don't know. The only name that pops in my head is Tony Storm because Tony Storm made a a, a career in in New Japan stardom for a long time. If you guys remember that, uh, basically I'm like um, still uh, I'm still trying to figure that out. So I I, I will figure that out uh, somewhere down the line because that's what I. That's what I'm trying to do. But, well, let's just move on from that, okay, guys? Because right now my head is kind of spinning a little bit, trying to figure this out. Now, let's talk about New J the, the joint event between New Japan and Stardom, also known as Historic X Over. This was announced already during a business strategy presentation that New Japan me me uh, mentioned. We're going to have wrestlers uh, having mixed tag matches with Stardom and uh, New Japan. Now, three matches have already been announced in this particular event. Match number one uh, is already presented that Tom Lawler, filthy Tom Lawler, will team up with Sudi to take on Zack Sabre Jr. and Julia. Now, Sudi and Tom Lawler, that's a good combination. Reason is this why. Tom Lawler is a big fan of Sudi. I mean, he's always been keeping tabs on her. Not to mention, he said he's a big fan of not Sudi, but a big fan of God's Eye. So I think he loves what he sees in God's Eye. And I think it's a perfect combination. So if you guys didn't know that, yeah. I I, I seen this with Tom Lawler on his Twitter page. That he talks highly of, of Sudi a lot, you know. Because here's the thing. Both these wrestlers are former MMA fighters. 
it makes perfect sense to to have them team up. But yeah. Now as for Zack Saber Jr. and Julian, now they do have something in common. They're both specialized as technical grappling submission specialists, and I think that tells us a whole lot with them because that that sh it tells it. Now Julia calls this team Zack Saber Julia. I don't know. They would have called something else, but <sighs> I don't know. But yeah, but that's what they're calling it. Now the next match that was announced was. Hiroshi Tanahashi teaming up with Utami Hayashishida. Now, I did mention that Mayu wanted to team up with Tanahashi. Now, Tanahashi felt a little saddened that it wasn't going to happen, but he was not willing to that he was not willing to deny the fact that Utami is a very capable wrestler. But I feel like to me Tanahashi's played a bit of a mentor to Mayu right now, and I think she he has to play that role with her now because, you know, of the of the tournament. But back to this whole thing with the match. Uh, their opponents will be none other than Hiroki Goto and Micah from DDM. I have to say this is going to be good because we've seen they're, both these wrestlers, Micah and Goto, are a bit of the powerhouse type. And I think that fits in. They're like they had that warrior type spirit, if you guys ever seen them, you know, from then on. And I think that tells us a lot with, with that. And then finally, our next match is an eight-man, eight-person tag match. But this one is a very interesting one because it features a Suzuki Goon Showdown. Let's talk about who's in it. Team number one, we have Taichi, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Tam Nakano, and Natsupoi. Taking on El Desperado, Doiki, Starlight Kid, and Momo Wananabe. Now, I think right now, you guys should take a breath, and you're probably like, holy shit. It is a, a Suzuki Goon showdown. Now, if you guys have known this, Desperado and, Zaxi and uh, uh, Starlight Kid do have an interaction with each other in the past. Now, Starlight Kid has talked in the past about teaming with Desperado in this particular event, and I say it's going to be interesting. Because here's the best part. Desperado was at the recent event at Stardom uh, during the uh, Nagoya Midsummer Encounter on the 21st. She presented the bouquet between the challengers and the champions. And, of course, that's how it is. So this is going to be interesting. I'm like, but, but one thing that I think is going to be interesting is not because it's a showdown. I'm wondering if Doiki can pull up his weight. The reason is this. Desperado, he is not a big fan of Des of Doiki because I hate to say this, and um, Desperado mentioned this time and time again about Doiki is nothing but a little bitch. That's what he said during the best of the Super Juniors. And I, I he said it clearly to Kevin Kelly. Trust me. He said that. And I'm like thinking, okay, Desperado needs to put that shit to the side. Forget about what the, that. This is important. I think that's what they need to do. But if Desperado can't do that because, you know, he's going to be the reason they lost that match. <laughs> I'm like, I hate to be that guy that say, well, I should have seen that one coming. But, but yes. Now, if you're asking me, 
what other matches are going to be. I know there's going to be matches between the stardom uh, talent amongst each other. And then, of course, the New Japan matches within each other. But, of course, we cannot forget the historic IWGP Women's Championship crowning. Now, it's still unclear who is going to participate, but I do believe Mayu Iwatana is amongst them because she's not involved in that mixed tag match that she wanted. Because, of course, she said she wants to be teaming with Tanahashi. Because, like I said, both of these wrestlers are the aces of the respected companies. And I get it, you know. It fits perfectly. But right now, Mayu has a much bigger name than everyone else. And possibly for all you Stardom fan base would agree with me. But we'll see what happens then on. Now, uh, well... Oh, there's more topics I want to put out. Let's talk about the recent topic that I've been hearing is, if you guys know this or not, Triple H has been shitting all over Vince's stuff. You guys have been hearing what's been going on. Triple H has been bringing back wrestlers, but there was one wrestler we definitely knew was going to come back. And of course, I have to say his timing was perfect. We're talking about Johnny Wrestling himself, Johnny Gargano. That is the one thing I believe we're ex we were expecting. Johnny had no intentions, I don't think, to sign with anybody. But the initial assumption that we had is that he was going to be spending time on his maternity leave, being with his wife and his new baby boy, uh, Qu uh, Quill. And I think that kind of tells us, you know, he probably wanted to be more time with his families. But... Many people expected that he was going to be at AW. I get it. You know, we want that. And I know for all you WWE loyalists, you want to brag and bitch and complain and bitch and be happy. <laughs> he is back in W where he belongs. I get it. So what? There's other talent in the world, people. Don't forget that. Now. <sighs> oh, yeah. Here's another interesting topic. That relates to Johnny Gargano return. Do you guys remember about that stupid fan who actually uh, said that AEW has mis mistreated Sw uh, Swerve St Strickland? And we all talked about what the fuck is this guy talking about? He is one half of the AEW Tag Team Champions. Well, once again, this pencil neck dipshit had to say it again. When he saw Gar when he, he saw uh, the tweet by Swerve, he said, Swerve, this is what he said. Johnny's home, and this is what this dumbass said. You're next. And he said, Nope. I'm like, oh. Does this guy understand anything about freaking contracts? He is currently with AEW. And he's hoping that Somehow, some way, Strickland's just gonna bounce back into WWE just like that. No, there are certain wrestlers in AEW who came from WWE. It's gonna be impossible because of their contract signing. That is the truth. Now, I'm sorry for all you WWE loyalists. Just deal with it. It's no one's fault. This happened except for Vince. If he did not release these wrestlers, maybe they would have stayed. But no, that's what happened. He fucked things up. 
I mean, look, I understand Triple H. He talked about this before. He says he has been frustrated with Vince's crap, changing the wrestler's name, changing their their, their character. But now that he's in at the helm of, of the creative team, he's changing things back the way it should be, which is normal. So, so don't think stupid things like that, people, because that's what people you need to understand. There are business aspects that you cannot ignore. I mean, look, has anybody forgot what happened with Kenny Omega back in 2019? Uh, people thought this crazy shit. As you know, there was the announce that Kenny was leaving New Japan. And, of course, this was at January of 2019. Every fan base thought, Kenny's coming to, to WWE. He's going to be at the Rumble. Watch. And what happened? He didn't show up. I'm like, are you people stupid? He's still under contract. He can't violate the rules. People, please think logic here. As much as you want to see your wrestlers back where they belong, there's contract disputes. You cannot violate the rules. Just let it go. Let the contract run out. That's how it works. But, no, people want to be stupid. Thank God I'm not one of them because I think logic here. And you should do too, people, because... You don't want to be called stupid. And that's what I think matters. Think logic. And you will get somewhere in that logic. So, I think that's pretty much it for me. Uh, that's the last thing I did. I just ranted things shit out. Let's call that the rant chant. Because, you know, there's certain shit that I feel it needs to be let out. So, I hope everybody is enjoying this episode on the podcast. So, we'll, I'll see you guys the next time. And hopefully, we have some interesting topics that we really, really want to talk about. So, I'll see you guys in the next DWZ time. Same DWZ podcast channel. I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye. Mwah. And have a nice day. Bang, bang.